Seven-ish, and it's Lifestyles of Love again with your girls, Chris and Vic. I'm Chris. I'm Vic. Tonight, we are continuing our conversations surrounding the POCs, um, the non-black POCs, uh, specifically. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we have some special guests here, you know, to continue the conversation. You guys remember our good friend Barney from uh, what was it? Friends after divorce. That's what. Friends after divorce. Wow. Say what's up, Barney. What's happening, everybody? He's back. And then we have a virgin, a virgin to the lifestyles of love, not in real life, but oh, we got our friend, old friend from the east side. Justin Favela. Hello. Thank you for having me. Wow. Wow. It's full circle. Thanks for coming, Father. <laughs> You're welcome. Yes, we're all um Vegas babies, born and bred. Eastside. Eastside. Right, guys. State Street. State Street. Oh. State Street. Orchards. Okay. Oh, Orchards. Oh. So, Christy Lane. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, Christy Lane was a place to be once upon a time. Okay. Oh, Represent. Oh. Um, oh, that's orange tree on mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, we're going to get into it because Barney's representing kind of the Filipino, <coughs> Asian-ish. That's okay. You can cough. All right. Asian-ish? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. And um, Justin is representing the non-black, Latino, Hispanic communities, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so we'll continue from what we were talking about last week. Yes, anyway. hello, all of my fellow white Latinos. I'm here there you go. to represent you. Whiteinos. Oh. Whiteinos. Whiteino <laughs> power. And oh, and my dark skin Asians. And the dark skin Asians. There we go. See, boy. everybody yeah. has a category, right? <laughs> all right. Um, but first, guys, there's a lot going on in the world. Hot way, topics. Way too much. Yeah, maybe maybe too much. Um. That's there's been too much going on for months now. Yeah. Shit. Um, sad news is on you yeah. know, I'll I'll begin with um John Travolta's wife, Kelly Preston. Wait, what? Passed away yesterday. How? Uh she had breast cancer. Oh no. It wasn't public. I think she's had it for like two years and mm-hmm. has been fighting and battling and hmm. I'm just like John Travolta has lived a life like the highs and the lows of his life my god i can't wait for the biopic who will play him john travolta who would play john travolta Ooh. um actually the guy the kid from 13 reasons why the main kid he actually looked like a young john travolta if you ever 
You just look at that. Just look him up. Yeah, he just gonna need a good lace front. Yeah. Who yeah. Is that? <laughs> I don't. I never watched that. <laughs> He's young what about enough. The guy from. Has anybody ever seen The Duff? No. No. <gasps> I love The Duff. Because you basically okay, need a pale, dark-haired, blue-eyed. It's very specific. Yeah. You know, it's a very specific look. So, I don't know. I'm telling you, look at the kid from Thirteen Reasons Why. Hmm. Um, and then Naya Rivera from Glee. Yes. Um, um, this is like the most bizarre and tragic story I've ever heard. Maybe, maybe not ever, but maybe like next to Kobe somewhere. Oh um, my gosh. She went out on a boat with her son on Saturday, Friday. Um, and her son was on the boat, um, after the time limit and she wasn't. And they asked Thursday or Friday. Yeah. She just disappeared. Well, okay. So she, right. You see her walking. There's a glitch in it, right? I don't know. I I never trust footage anymore. It's hard. Yeah. But the, the life jacket was still on the boat. The adult life jacket. And the kid had his life jacket on and he told whoever asked you know once they found him that his mom never got back on so but they they were saying that they think that something happened to where she got him back on the boat hmm. yeah and i'm like just she trying saved to, his life yeah like i was trying to think what i mean if she was i don't know maybe he fell over and she jumped in and then it was like yeah you know like we're never gonna fucking know and, yeah, and who knows so... with this kid? I, don't, I mean, I think he's like four or something. So mm. I don't. He's I, four. Who, yeah. how, who, who knows what he's gonna remember? But um, oh, goodness. I mean, they found her body. Well, because this I, morning I saw the report that the that the officials were like, we interviewed the kid who's mm. four, yeah, and confirmed that his mother like drowned. I guess like just that, didn't get back on. That was the original report, but mm-hmm. then. On further investigation, that's not the case. They just can't figure it out. They can't figure it and out. And he's four. He doesn't know. What that's what I'm saying. Happened. This kid is a kid. He yeah. doesn't know what the hell just happened or why. Because I think he was actually asleep. Um, when they found when they found, found the boat. when they went out to the boat. Yeah. So, just hmm, it smells just, like science just terrible. Seriously, sad. Jeez. Um, um, there was yeah. a popular YouTuber. I've never heard of. I don't really know too many oh, YouTubers. Yeah. Uh, I believe her name was Nicole Thea. Her and her unborn child passed away when she was, um, she was like, I don't know what happened. She was very close to her due date. Wasn't this the girl that and was in the hospital? Like, wasn't she like vlogging from the hospital bed about how much pain she was in? And she was saying that the doctors aren't changing her IV or they're not changing her arm cuff oh, or something. Yeah. And she uh, had been complaining and complaining. And then I don't know if that's she had a heart. She like went into cardiac um, arrest or something. No. There was another um, black young lady in uh, New York, I believe. Okay, maybe that, that's what I'm um, talking about. That's also passed away. Yeah, yeah. Okay. she was. They were saying something with the anesthesiologist, so that could have been the IV yeah. situation. <sighs> you know, I, oof, childbirth is just that's just a whole other fucking ball game. It's dangerous. It is. It's so dangerous. And people just think, like, you know, that women can just get pregnant and pop these fucking kids out. And, like, it's just all fucking good. Like, no, that shit is so dangerous, especially when, um, you know, black women are more likely to die during childbirth because they just 
they don't believe, you know, that you're in this much pain. They don't believe that, you know, you're bleeding like this or you're having this and this and that. Like, I just, I'm not going to say like this doesn't happen to any other woman. You know, it's just, it is a really dangerous situation to be in. It's a beautiful thing, you know, when it really works out. But when it doesn't and a mother and a child are gone for no reason. Yeah. Man. Mm. Man. Yeah, that's the thing too about people coming at it always from the defensive. Like it's not always about race, but in a country that was formed um, and literally built on the backs of enslaved individuals, everything is about race it is. in this country. Especially yeah. when it comes to uh, the way that Black people are treated in mm-hmm. any field. So one of my really good friends, she has a podcast called Radio Menea. Mm-hmm. Uh, her her uh, work is in um, researching um, the rates of child uh, birth and death and, and, and as well as uh, the numbers in, in the death of women after childbirth, specifically mm-hmm. black women. Her name is Miriam Soyla Perez. And mm-hmm. she did this whole TED Talk about how Statistically, more black women do die giving birth because they are not treated like people. They are mm. they are not given enough anesthesia mm-hmm. um, because black women are always looked at as these like very strong, strong. people that can take yeah. anything, right? Yeah. And so when they're in really, really agonizing pain in the hospital, they will not help them because they don't see them as equal, you know. Because we're as, not crying and we're yeah. not on the floor in a puddle of our own exactly so statistically it's like it's it's real it's bad it's happening and for so many i mean i'm learning this too historically that you know they use black people black women especially um they used our bodies to like experiment on yeah you know um back when slavery was legal and like they would just try test everything out on the black women especially you know anesthesia stuff childbirth and so that's why a lot of people a lot of black women have a lot of just messed up intestinal vaginal uteral issues already because of the hereditary the genet the genetics that have been passed down from all of that um but I digress. I'm a damn doctor anyway. Shit. <laughs> That's the other thing. Know, That's why we do need more black doctors. Exactly no, pain, why. Pain is a very uh, subjective and just a very exactly. weird thing to treat. I was always taught that when someone says they're in pain, then you treat them mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. fucking pain. Right. But then you have, you know, there's a whole, you know, the opioid crisis. It, it just, you know, it's just right. so. Yeah, people lying and yeah. exaggerating and acting. Yeah, but yeah. somebody says they're in pain. Mm-hmm. That's how I. That's what I was taught. Yeah. You know? Um. But anyways, I, I just. It's so it's so sad. It's so you much. get so excited to have a child in a, in yeah. a father yeah. too. The whole family, I know, like, right? God. And he, oh, mm, mm, mm. yeah. So that's um. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know what to say. That's just. That's just. So unfortunate, so unnecessary. Yeah, there's just so many things that can go wrong in childbirth as it is. You know what I mean? Uh, oh God, I can't even. Exactly. Um, did anybody watch this Red Table Talk? I did. <laughs> Who was on it? Tell With me about Will it. and Jada. Oh, oh and tell me what what happened. Oh, Lord. you see it. Oh, okay, well, I haven't seen it. No, I no, learned no. a new word. 
Whoa, but what? it wasn't a new word for me. It was. It was I've never heard the word, word entanglement. I've never heard of that word before. Okay, so Jada, Jada, Jade. Okay, you know, for years, decades now, because they've been married for twenty five years. So at least for two decades now, um, there's been a lot of rumors surrounding their marriage in terms of like the status. Like, are they open? Are they swingers? Is she, mm-hmm. is she, right. she into women? Is he into men? Whatever. They've never said anything yes. publicly. They never do anything. They never say anything. Yeah. Right. Now, a picture came out with Jada and this young August kid. August Alcina. And I'll tell you what, you know, the picture, mm, but the picture, you know, there's only a certain, (laughs) when your pinky is touching the swerve and curve of a woman's swerve and curve, you fucking. And you can just tell. It's body language. It's nothing more than body language. You can just tell. You You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And so I didn't think they were going to say anything because they never do. And I respect them for that. <clears throat> but Jada decided to bring herself to the red table and talk about it. And basically her and Will sat there and talked about how, she, you know, they, there was a time in their marriage where they were separated like four years ago or something. They really didn't think they were going to get back together. And she formed an, and she called it an entanglement. <laughs> and he's like, an entanglement? Yeah. She's like, yeah, it was an entanglement. He's like, Say what it is. It was a relationship. It was a relationship. And he's she's like, Oh, okay, yeah. it was a relationship. Like, okay. Um and you know, she was saying it was wrapped up in his health and she was concerned for him and it was a whole thing, blah blah blah. Um <laughs> so this entanglement thing came out of it. But I mean she was the way I heard it, first of all, I heard her say, because I heard Will say, like, I'm gonna get you back. He's like joking, right? Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, I'm pretty sure you've had your, you know, you've had your fun or you've had your time or whatever. So sure. I'm pretty sure it was, I'm sure they've each had their entanglements. Um, <laughs> but they still didn't say whether they were in an open marriage or not, which is fine. But I'm like, if you're going to come out here and say all this, then why don't you just say what it is? Seriously. Well, I think they said it because there's been all this speculation for forever. And yeah. these these pictures of August and Jada that shit is hella years old. Mm-hmm. But he right. recently came out um, in an interview with Angela Yee. Right. And he's the one, you know, who who kind of brought that out. And now him and, like, Kiki Palmer going through it, you know, whatever, right? My thing was, first of all, Will looked stressed the fuck He out. did look stressed he, out, didn't yeah, he? he? I have seen the so pictures. Yeah. He looked very, out. like, uncomfortable. Like, Maybe he was high, drunk, sad. Like, I, like he didn't know what she was going to say or something. You know he what I thought, mean? He thought he was going to be outed. <laughs> I think so. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Tell well, me about Jazzy saying... Jeff, 1986. What happened? Oh, oh, oh. Sorry. <laughs> They're saying that um, Will and uh, Dwayne Martin uh, right. used to fuck around. Yeah, but that's, there's just been speculation. See, and Tisha Campbell was people. being a little messy. Yeah, she's upset. And she was, she was saying some things, and she got the internet back slapped her um but yeah see, see you don't put you don't put your fingers thank you oh. in the swerve curve okay that's right here that is um and she's leaning right into it too <laughs> wow look at them hands though she's i get it leaning okay. right into that thing yeah um hey, whatever i'm sure will has but had this- his times okay I'm sure. Yeah. I'm hey, there's sure. plenty of women out here I'm like absolutely. fuck Jada she don't deserve you will you come over here back okay like come on <laughs> what perception because who fucking knows what yeah. will smith is really like and, and that's what i said i was mm-hmm. like we don't know will smith as a husband 
as a dad, as a lover, as a lover, as a jealous lover. You know, we don't know. So, and they always villainize the lady, like the woman in the relationship. Because I was thinking about that. I was like, if this, if this interview was reversed, mm-hmm. you know, everybody would be. I actually don't know. What do you guys think? Like, if if it was Will out there saying, you know, he had an entanglement, you'd be like. That- Men will be men. Yeah, because it's Will Smith, especially, uh, they'd right? They'd be like, wow, look at this gentleman. It's like telling the truth. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yes. Let's put, you know what? Let's knock down that Robert E. Lee monument and cast the fucking bronze of Will Smith. <laughs> he deserves a statue <laughs> anyway. Will Smith. <laughs> yeah. Fresh You're right. Smith. I fucked around. <laughs> That's what it'll say on the flag. But I really, I saw a meme that was like, Will Smith was like, see, the problem is Jada don't know how to control her hose. And I really think that's what it is. I just think you can't, if you if you gonna have some entanglements, you need to tell them what this is right. and what this ain't gonna and, be. And initial here, initial here, sign it, exactly. here. Exactly. Shut your mouth. Yep. NDA. NDA. Because I'm like, are y'all go? Are y'all about to tell? I really thought they were about to just tell their whole business. I didn't know what was happening. So they I was with this Will. Whole time, why the fuck would they start now? But that's why I don't even know. I don't know why they did that. I really don't know I why was, they did that. I was confused as to like why they even did it. Because I mean, for me personally, my, my thing with them is just like, yo, all these rumors have been going around for for years. All this speculation has been going on. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, who cares? I, I've been saying who like, who cares, cares? if who it, cares? Right. I mean, if it's and and to their point, or I guess to their credit, like if that's what they felt like they needed to do. I'm not, I, you know, to 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 make it. I just don't see why explain it. Then you know, yeah. By all means. Because he did like an actual interview. It wasn't a rumor. Right. Like he came out. Mm. You know, this other party came out and yeah. said, you know, what it was. I think the most disturbing thing for me in the whole interview was at the end where they were talking about uh, <laughs> bad marriage for life. <laughs> bad marriage for fucking life. Like get the fuck out. But of they here. said that. In their other interview before, they were like, you know, if we if we don't if we, we decide not to together, be together, together, you gonna be in this joke on that side of the house, and I'm gonna be in this joke on the other side. But we ain't getting divorced. And I was like, well, there it is. Yeah. So, shout out to my grandparents. Shout out to everyone's <laughs> they grandparents. The same, they got the same setup. <laughs> yeah, shout out to well, the grandparents. Okay, you know, a lot of marriages right. are made up differently, and I wish they would just yep. they keep it to themselves. They are. But, or be the poster child for open marriage. You know, do do one or the other. At the end of the day, it just it's all about just you and your partner. And, no, that's what and, I'm and no matter what your circumstance Partners. or whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever your circumstances or whatever, you know, obviously they've got a higher profile than a lot of yeah. than mm-hmm. millions of other couples in the world. Right. But and it's all right. rel- like whatever you gotta do is relative to whatever your situation is. Exactly. And so, so I mean, keep you know, it in your with, pants, Jada. Yeah. <laughs> She did say she was a sex addict. Though. Entanglement. You know what? We need a monument of Jada. We do. Okay? That whole family, they need a monument. Yes. Just all of them. Yes. I just <laughs> when I hear the word in, when I hear the word entanglement, I just think of tangled. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, yo, that like that, all the memes are out no... there. Okay. All the tangled <laughs> memes are are out there. Okay. Look. They literally put Jada's face on. <laughs> The tangled girl, that, that <laughs> <Yeah>. redhead. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Okay, we have to move on because we'll okay. we'll just go on forever. Okay, guys, listen. <laughs> oh, Warren, Warren's on. Hey, Warren, what's up? Kabasa. Um, Kabasa. What's up, man? So, hey. oh my God, all these middle. I know it's like kids that I it really is. It really is. Um. Okay, so I want I want you guys to know that Barney was 
the culprit of the oh, people shit. of color episode. Okay. okay. So I want to know, Barney. If this goes down, please don't blame me for this. this <laughs> no, I want to know what you, why did you want to <laughs> talk? Why did you want to talk about? Um, I mean. Why'd you want to, why'd you want to be on here talking and shit? <laughs> All right. Well, mm -hmm. um, you know, this, for, for one, just 2020, I think we can all say fuck 2020. I'll drink to that. Drink to that. So, mm -hmm. um, Do you need more wine? I definitely need more wine. So thank you. Thank you. And um, no, it for me personally, uh, mm -hmm. just with with everything going on, on top of everything else going on <laughs> in 2020. On top of, on top of, yeah. Um, it just it 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 struck me in a way that had me kind of second guessing how I was supposed to feel mm. about this whole situation because you know me as a uh as a, as a person of color I'm I'm a Filipino American you know um born and raised in in, in the United States mm -hmm. and and the, I always identified with black culture like one way or another word mm. whether it be music and Barney is not joking okay like <laughs> For real, really okay. Like no, I mean, you, you know, just <laughs> I mean, as a, I remember the uh, the faded picture. Oh God, no, don't. Show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Tiger Woods. No, I mean, you know, I mean, Tiger Woods. Just growing up, I mean, you know, growing up in the nineties, mm -hmm. you know, you, I mean, that was like the golden era of like pop culture for, I mean, for a lot of us. And yeah, TV, music, sports. Um, you know, me as a musician, like all of my musical idols are either African-American or heavily influenced by African-Americans. There you go. And, and like anything else, you know, in life, as far as causes or different situations, whatnot, it, it, you can always resonate with them. You can always empathize or sympathize with them. But when it hits you, um, obviously that's when you kind of feel like you have to roll up your sleeves and maybe just do more research and, mm -hmm. and, you know just try to get more educated on it and um just with it i think what spearheaded all of this for me mm -hmm. <clears throat> was this was about what i want to say it's in it was in march i was having a conversation with my nephew mm -hmm. 19 year old little mason shout out to mason i don't know if he's watching but uh i told his mom about it but um yeah you know he's my nephew always seen him as little mace um he's half black mm -hmm. and you know, I remember the day I mean, he was born on 9-11. Wow. So young, you know, young, young kid. Wow. And uh, we were having a conversation and, and, you know, I haven't talked to him in a while. He's in college now. So he's a freshman in college at UC Irvine. Um, oh, and, shout out. Yeah. And, uh, and we were talking. And he made a statement about, you know, when people look at me, they don't see me as half Filipino, half black. Mm -hmm. right and Vic you could probably attest to this too you, you know you, you definitely have more experience than that but like he was and it, when he told me that it, it just kind of hit me in many different ways for one I was like shit little Mason's growing up <laughs> you know he's 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 in in this world he's, in, to he's see in the world what it now, is, you know? yeah. and, and it it hit me in in a way that I can't really explain but it just inspired me or just made me just like you know I really gotta like just educate myself on mm -hmm, this more mm -hmm. you know and coming from that perspective 
you know, I, I have a black girlfriend mm-hmm. that you guys know very well. Who's, yeah. <laughs> Who's that? Shout out to Amber. I don't know oh, shout out to Amber. She's at home. But, um, <laughs> Wait, but, Amber that I know? Amber Jackson? Amber Damn. Jackson, yeah. So I've got a... I've got oh, a Adrian, <laughs> hey. I've got a black girlfriend who's, before all this happened, was like, yo, we're going to educate you on, like, well, February Black oh, History yes. Month was like... Oh, yeah. That's some... Um, when was that when we sat down and we were like, we got to show you the wood, I mean, we got to show you the black movies, the black, the black cinema, <laughs> right? That right, you right. know, has has been missing from your life. Yeah, and, you know, you know, yeah. Some of those movies, were, I mean, some of the ones that we watched were cool. Yeah. I, I could have gone without a few of them. Okay, that's but true. I, okay, I, 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 I right. digress. Hey, right. right. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out which one. <laughs> okay, Pootie Tang is the classic. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> everyone's um, seen that one. So coming back to it and where i stand in this Mm -hmm. and and you know as a as a going back to as a filipino american as an asian american yes um my in a nutshell my stance on all this is i'm literally right in the middle okay and when i say that i'm literally figuratively emotionally in the middle okay Um, because us as filipinos for one, we've always kind of had a connection to the black community. Like we've Yeah. Like, we've always talked about, you know, like as far as like people always say that we're the blacks of the blacks of Asia. <laughs> you know, I don't know if y'all heard that, but I've I'll heard say that it every times. day. I've heard that. Um, I'll say it every day. And um and and I look and I look at it and I think about it, I'm like, you know what? Like I'm literally right in the middle. Like I'm not a, an African American man. I'm not African American. I'm not white. I'm literally in the middle. Mm-hmm. And um, and so that struck me in a way that was, it just kind of opened up Pandora's box and just made me think in terms of like where I stand on this. And I think from a, obviously from, from a human standpoint, no matter what, I mean, you, I think we can all hopefully agree where, where we should stand on, you know, some of these deaths right. that, you know, <clears throat> that have happened. <clears throat> but for me, it just really, taking that into account and also taking into account my personal connections, the ones that I love that are African-American. Mm-hmm. Um, like it just made me like, yo, I, this is something that I, maybe two years ago I would have said, well, I have black friends. I was going to say, you know? did it hit you? Did it hit you? Yeah. Like in the face? Yeah. It, it sure, it sure as hell did. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a, it's such a weird time right now because I find myself even now when I go out into the world, when I say into the world, like I was quarantined for like two months. Mm-hmm. So going back out into the world, I'm kind of like side eyeing everybody. Oh, fuck yeah. And it's, it, it's an uncomfortable yet. Like it's, it's almost like the new reality, mm. you know, like just an this, eye-opening. this mask is, you know, the new reality, but like the side eye was just like, man, and it's tough. And, and the way that I look at it now is like, you know, I can, I can truly empathize and, and give my support to the situation as much as I can. And mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to. And But I also have to know my place in, within the situation as just a supporter. Uh-huh. As, you know, not somebody who's just doing this because it's a trend or because it's, you know what I mean? It's like, what's, yeah. it's what's popular on social media right now. Um, and it's it's changed my way of thinking. And um, and it's, it's just, I guess for me, it's just a journey, I guess, that I'm just going to, you know, keep keep navigating through yeah you know it's just uh thinking about well, certain let me things. ask you yeah sorry 
Okay, so all of this has happened with your nephew. Did, like, loving a black woman during this time, like, did that have any influence on you feeling like you needed to maybe better educate yourself, maybe maneuver a certain way? Uh, do you ever think about having possibly half black children someday? That definitely, that was at, at the, for, honestly, at the forefront of my thinking was, and this is going back off of my conversation with Mason, but I'm never going to have, I, I could very well have half black I can have a half black son or daughter. Mm -hmm. I will never be able to have that conversation with him on how to um, handle himself when he gets pulled over by the cops. Right. Like, you know what I mean? And that's something that. I mean, you could, but you wouldn't be able. You I, would just be talking factually. I would be talking. Not, not from right. experience. Exactly. Yeah. And I've been lucky enough to not have. I haven't had any bouts with racism. My life. I haven't either. It's crazy. Which I, is crazy. Yeah. Um, but I think now going back to that combative side eye mode that we're kind of all in is at the end of the day, like, like I said, I'm not black. I'm not white. Mm -hmm. And if it gets to a point where we're choosing sides and I'm not necessarily choosing the one choosing side, but someone else is, that's 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 a, a white man or woman. Mm -hmm. Yo, they're not looking. They're, they're not, you know, they ain't going to see you as one of them. Exactly. And if this was <laughs> 60 years ago or 100 years ago, Absolutely. you'd be right over there with us and it wouldn't matter. You yeah. know, like that's that's you. That's how I gauge it in my own mind. But yeah. Um, yeah. I did want to say because <clears throat> Filipinos actually are very um, pro-black. They're very uh, I mean, they have their own anti-blackness within like the Asian mm -hmm. communities. Absolutely. OK, like white is right. And, you know, there are that there are those Asians. But um, there are. I didn't know about this historically, the I Hotel, which once housed low income Filipinos. Hmm. The location became a battleground between police and local activists when it was scheduled for demolition in the late 70s. So 150 elderly Filipino and Chinese tenants um, were being evicted and black activists showed up and formed a barricade to prevent police from evicting these people. Wow. And I had no idea about that. <laughs> Go figure. And um, so they, you know, they come out and say, like, they've had our backs for so long. Like, we have their backs in this. Like, this is not even, it's not even a question. It's like, Filipinos have definitely, like, in, gotten a lot from black culture, but also just the activism in sure. the past. You know, the Black Panthers and absolutely um, just protecting Asians, protecting Filipinos. uh my uh one of my good friends actually told me about um when he was in the navy um this is like this was like in the early 90s my boy art was telling me when he mm. was in the navy that um they would actually bar the filipinos from speaking tagalog they would and 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 you know a lot of the filipino i mean that was the only way they could really communicate with each other mm -hmm. eloquently mm -hmm. for whatever reason but you know and um, he would tell me that like there was a thing where a lot of a lot of the black, um, you know, black black folks in the military were standing up for him, and right, and everybody was you know in solidarity with him. I didn't that, know so. the Filipinos had the choice of joining the American Army for like American citizenship yep. or the Filipino or the Army. Filipino I, Army. I, my dad literally just told me that yesterday, and mm -hmm. I was like, what? Because mm -hmm. I know the Israeli like Jewish people have that kind of choice too. You can join the Israeli can, Army yeah. if you're truly Jewish, like if your mom's Jewish. Um, or you can join the American Army. And 
so that's why there are so many Filipino people in America. That's why they, like, they actually, well, they, I don't know if you give up your Filipino citizenship and become American or if you just have dual or what, but. I think it's dual. Okay. Yeah. Dual. Because a lot of them, well, first of all, Filipinos are, are probably the fucking hardest working people that I know. Um for real Mm -hmm. like they hold down multiple fucking jobs they take care of people back home but a lot of times too you know they they build um i don't know to say like empires but a lot like when they retire they plan on going to fuck back home (laughs) right and they send all their money back home like they don't they don't even i remember when i was working on a ship those people didn't buy anything they didn't bring anything they they brought the clothes on their back and they sent all their money home they didn't shop they didn't have they didn't go out. They didn't do anything. They literally just slept yeah, and worked and sent all their money home. They send their families to college. Yeah. Like they really take care of their people. So, they really do. Okay. Um, and Bobby, you and I were talking because you were saying how, I think we were talking about in high school, how you as a Latino, white Latino, um, you definitely like, made sure you kind of like hung out with more of the white people like you didn't engage too much with like mexicans or hispanics in general like that those weren't your immediate like uh surroundings your immediate people around you right yeah well i think in high school just because i was in the fine arts you know yeah and so we went to a big mormon high school yes and so most of the people that were there in band and choir, you know, um, they were mostly white Mormon kids. Mm-hmm. And so that was my my main group of friends. I mean, our school was very diverse, you know. Yeah, it was. And, it was. Um, <laughs> but, you know, a lot of the black kids, Filipino kids, they were they were in in sports and in mm. just different clubs, you know. And so, I mean, like i I noticed that some clubs like yearbook club or different things like that were way more diverse than let's say band or mm. or mm-hmm. choir in that sense you mm-hmm. know and so I realized back then that i mean the you know the segregation within our own community was very apparent oh yeah and it wasn't like a it wasn't a choice that I like made on you know like consciously made that just who ended up being my friends and now i think damn i wasted so much time <laughs> just in mediocrity what eating this bland food oh yo man. those mormons know how to throw down when it comes to jello let me tell you so <laughs> wait wait so i mean but barney you brought up a lot of, <laughs> you brought up a lot of really great points that mm-hmm. so so back in, back in those days yeah. i was like el mas mexicano like the most mexican kid and like still now like i'm being a representative for latinos when i go on podcasts right when you know when i Mm -hmm. do lectures and stuff and i really did feel like a representative of the latinx community when i was i mean that word didn't even exist back then just gonna say mexican right even though i'm even though i'm half guatemalan which nobody yeah nobody knows because no because nobody i had no idea yeah nobody knows where that is and that but, makes so much sense. <laughs> yes. Nobody knows where Guatemala is. <laughs> Nobody. They're oh like, God. is that it? Yeah. They think it's Guam. They're oh like, my you, God, do look, stop. you do look a little Asian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, my great grandfather was Filipino. That's why okay. I look. That's, blame the American school system. That's Don't why blame I look that. a little Asian. But okay. listen, um, <laughs> there's so many, there's so many complexities within identity because 
I thought I was just like, mm. you know, brown and down, Mexican, repping, you know, like, you know, hanging out in all these white spaces. Yeah. But then, like, I go back home and I'm with my family mm. and I go to church and, I, and, you know, and it's very, very different. Mm-hmm. Um, so the code switching, like, sure. had to happen from a, from a very young age. And oh, so, yeah. sure. um, but it also made yeah. me very apparent of, like, other cultures and how kind of we navigate through those cultures because we are the token POC Mm -hmm. in a lot of instances and you want to be one of the good ones. You know what I mean? Right, you want to be a chosen one. Sure. Yeah, and so I related to a lot of the things that you said because, you know, I say this on my podcast and I say this all the time, is like white supremacy is a sneaky bitch. Mm. Mm. And when it comes to the construction of white supremacy and, and the agents of white supremacy, we don't even know that we are part of the problem sure. uh, until it's too late and we wake up. And that's what's happening yep. right now. A lot of people are waking up. Yep. Sure. But for example, this idea of like, okay, it's either black or white. Mm-hmm. You're right. Filipino right. or you're black. Right. You're Mexican or you're black. You know? Mm-hmm. You're, um, you know, you're from the East Coast. Oh, okay. You're probably Puerto Rican or Dominican. Right. Yep. Like there's yep. only uh-huh. one kind of Latino that's in that sure. area. So it's this binary that's messing everything up mm-hmm. because if there's a binary or a hybridity, like a mixed person, mm-hmm. um, that reinforces, um, the patriarchy that reinforces, um, sexism that reinforces all these pillars of white supremacy mm-hmm. that we are, have all been taught and it's been ingrained in us since day one to uphold and protect mm-hmm. forever. Right. And so, um, uh, I'm going to bring this back to, to Filipino identity. Mm-hmm. A couple years ago, I was doing interviews at DragCon, out of all places, in, nice. in New York. Oh, <laughs> and oh my I, God, yes. And I got to interview Jiggly Caliente, who is a trans woman who was a, played a drag queen, you know, is a drag queen. Mm-hmm. The identity is there. It's like layers, okay? You're a trans woman. You're a drag queen. You were got famous on TV, and oh, when you were on TV, you were male-presenting. Wow. So she, so she has sure. her identity is varied. And I was there to talk to her because she had just won Miss Universe Latina 2018 or 19. Because not only is she Filipina 100%, but she also identifies as Latina mm-hmm. and Filipino, right? So, mm-hmm. yo, that's, um, that's great. That, that's like yeah. so many layers of identity there. Absolutely. And she's breaking, she broke all those barriers. And she said the same thing to me. She's like, you know, Filipinos are looked as the black, as the black people of Asia. Yeah. Um, and it's because... If you're not upholding the uh, the standards of white supremacy, you're black. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you're the, mm-hmm. you're the other thing. And that's what I think happens with the Dominicans in on the East Coast, because it's like I'm no Dominican. I'm I'm I mean I'm I'm not black. I'm, I'm Dominican. Black. Yeah. And they darker than me, saying that. Sure. And you're just yeah. like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why why are you saying that? Now yeah. I found out why. You know, based on um. Well, basically, the dictatorship in their country, and um, it was—it's basically illegal to, or you lose your rights or something. Like if you call yourself black in the Dominican Republic, it's something like that. Like if you call yourself black, like you don't get the rights of the Dominican people or something mm. like it's something crazy that's like that. Wild. Wow! And that's so there's the, that's the reason why they denounce their blackness, even though they're they're black. Um, that's right. And so yeah. I actually in the last. I think it's been the last two years and it's mm-hmm. been through meeting people. Actually, I met these women in 
New York, and uh, they have this podcast called Tea with Queen and Jay, okay. and they're uh, feminist race nerds, or womanist race nerds, that's what they call themselves. Oh. Um, dismantling white supremacy and patriarchy one episode at a time. Amen. Okay. I love oh. it. And so I interviewed them and they called me, they said, you know, thank you for having us on the show. We've, we rarely go on white people's shows, you know, like they're very open. They're really funny. <laughs> Good for them. And I'm like, white, <laughs> excuse me. Like I'm the token Latino from Las Vegas high school class of 2004. Right. <laughs> Like what are you what are you talking about here? Yeah. Hear me roar. Yeah, right? yeah. And so um, they're like, um, well, well, we just say that because like you could be white if you were on TV. And I'm like, yeah. What are you talking about? Like you you look like you could play J Lo's cousin. Mm. And J Lo's been Italian. She's been Greek. Come on, Ariana Grande. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I'm like, oh my. And I had this moment of like, oh my God, I'm white. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> right. So no, like, God, I had to, please, no. I had to pick myself together, and I'd be like, "Oh my gosh! Like I've been blinded so badly by my mm. own white privilege all these years." Damn. That I didn't even know that because, in my mind, I'm I'm so like I'm Mexican. I'm you're, brown. I'm you're Guatemalan. You're down. Yep. Yeah. Brown. Yeah. And so, and so that's when I everything shifted for me. Hmm. Where I was like, "Oh my gosh! I am allowed in all of these spaces." Because I'm like, a, I'm a safe person for yeah. a lot of people. Yep. I'm a white, like, you know, light-skinned, white-presenting. You're a safe, safe Latin. Latino. Yeah, yep. exactly. Safe. We can still say fucked up shit around you, and you're not going to clap back. And yeah, and I'm male. I'm cisgendered, right? Which means yeah. I was assigned male at birth. Mm -hmm. And so, like, there's people aren't confused. You know, my hair's getting a little long, and I'm getting a few... Excuse me, miss, at the store, but you know what? <laughs> I love it. So, you are not. <laughs> Albertsons. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> they'll misgender you. Oh, it's great. Well, okay. I've, got, I've, gotten, I've, gotten the other, I've gotten the other one, too, so it's fine. But Oh, because you, you have short hair. Because I have short hair, and I, you know what? I, I let them what feel the stupid. Fuck? I don't say nothing, because they feel stupid already. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's fine. Don't get mad. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, so, I mean, all this to say is, like, uh, Identity is very complex. Yeah. Um, but of course, we have to stand with the Black Lives Matter movement because, like you said, like all of these black people have been working for civil rights mm -hmm. in this country yeah. for so many years, specifically black women, and they're never given the credit for any of this. And they're always on the front lines. And that's why I'm not afraid now to identify as a white person mm -hmm. because that's the first thing we need to do as a society is be like, hey, I'm white. I fucked up. My people fucked up. I come from a long line of people that are fucked up. Let's fix it. Let's be the generation yeah. that that is not too proud to admit. And mm, I think that's that what it is. That there's a problem. I think that's the largest thing that most black and brown people want is just some accountability. It yep. ain't a, like we know it wasn't exactly. you. Okay. Okay. 100%. We get it. It wasn't me either. But the ancestry, the history, like it's there. So can we just acknowledge it as the truth as we all have, you know, come to know it and sure. then fix it, fix it for the future, for our children. Yeah. So they don't have to deal with this bullshit now. I don't know what the world would be like without racism. I feel like there will always be something people decide to separate themselves sure. about. 
Like if it wasn't if it wasn't the color of our skin, it would be something else. It'd be our eye oh, color. Oh yeah, they figured they'd figure it, it would be it would, would be something. Would I mean, but something. there is already. I mean, look I at am. yeah yeah. It's all yeah. race is all a social construct. It's all, all made up. Literally, when I fill out the census, there is all no there is no box for me. Yep. I I'm either have to be white or sure. other, and then in that us, is so crazy. that's what's fucked up. Right. And, you should be able to write it in. Yeah. And this is the thing too is like, oh, we talked a little bit about this too, Crystal. Like mm-hmm. the this i it's it's really well intended there's a lot of latinos out there that are making posters and saying latinos for black lives matter yeah but latinidad is latino to be a latino latino is not a race and like and and being mexican is not a race right like being mexican is a a nationality 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 right so it's like latinidad is not a race so when you're saying latinos for black lives it's it's saying it's just saying black lives for black lives. There's black Latinos. Yep. Right. Like Afro Latino, black Latino. Yeah. Just 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 write black lives matter, right? right. So um it seems like a gesture that's, that's like very positive. Um, but it should be more specific. Like I see what you're hey, saying. Mexicans for black lives or right. Cubans, mm-hmm. yes, Puerto like, Ricans. Exactly. Yeah. Get specific, right? Yeah. Because um the erasure of black Latinos has been happening since since 1492 right amen so Mm -hmm. um it's it's incredible like even even when i go to mexico there's so i've never been to the south of mexico before Mm. and i went last year for the first time and i was seeing so many black people and i'm like i've never seen these people represented in novelas i've never seen these people on the Mm. news right like where are the reports of all these in, oh, that's a whole other thing. Yep. Indigenous black people. That's a whole in other Mexico. thing. Just Where the are representation. They? Same in the Philippines. Yeah, right? same in yes, right. Because there are there are light white Filipinos, right? Mm-hmm, and there are mm-hmm. light white Latin people, yeah. Mexicans, Hispanics, yeah. Cubans, whatever. And so that's a whole. I was going to ask you guys, like, within your own families, is is white, right? Like, it, was that what you were taught the whole time of like, marry up, get your Get your rich white, you know, have mixed babies that are more white than you are. Um, I guess in my, from my experience, mm-hmm. I was never, I was, I was always kind of told to stay within, mm. within okay, the Filipino right. culture. There just you go. Because, um, but I do, I do <laughs> see some of that in other parts of my family. And mm. I mean, and, and it is what, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, like, it is this, what it is. Yeah. Yeah. This um, shit is colonial shit. It's like sure. yeah. it's it's from the caste systems that were put in place by the Catholic mm-hmm. Church. Um they're they're literally called castas and they would paint pictures in churches and show you that you know, a Spanish person marrying a Spanish person equals right. a Spaniard. A, Sp- <laughs> a mestizo marrying you know, like it shows sure. you that and then at the bottom is like Oh, a black slave with an indigenous person. They literally mm-hmm. called them like wolves or something. They weren't yeah. even people, right? So this idea, it's called um, la blancación, the whitening. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And in mm-hmm. Portuguese, it's brancación. It happened huge. It, it was a huge thing in like the 16th century. Sorry, 19th century in Brazil, for example, mm-hmm. um, of, of the whitening of Brazil to mm-hmm. make it a safe place to travel to. Mm. And so, yeah, I've heard these things. My family is, so my grandmother, my Guatemalan grandmother is uh, basically indigenous um uh Mayan Guatemalan and oh and Filipino. Oh, okay. And then my oh, wow. my dad is we come from crypto Jews 
from the north of Mexico, from I think Spain, maybe Portugal. So oh. very white. Yeah. And so I and my mom, my mom came out really white because my grandpa's also part German. My Guatemalan mm. grandpa, there's so much. It's a lot. So I remember growing up that, um, you know, like, for example, this doesn't seem like a racist thing, but mm-hmm. my little brother, he's probably the same shade as you are, Barney, you know, brown. Mm-hmm. And his nickname was Negro growing up. <laughs> yep. yep. The black yep. one. Yep. Literally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And they do that in every <laughs> race, <laughs> right? They do that in every race. That's they... one of my nicknames too. I use the somebody in the family. Yeah, yeah. And I bet you even white people be doing that to their darker skinned children yeah. when they get you know too much of a tan. Like, oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's like, okay. It, and and they say, oh, well, you know, when you, if you're dating a white guy or a white girlfriend, they're like, ay, qué bueno para para um, mejorar la raza. That's what they say to make the race better. Oh, you know. and I know I've that a lot of that grandparents. Of yeah. that, that's a lot of Latin grandparents, oh, right? Yeah. You know, and oh, yeah. Asian grandparents. It's like make the race better, make the family better. You know, marry white, go just go in the the road to white. Whatever that is for you, whatever that turns out to be, just just do it because sure. you're gonna raise the I don't know, like our family value, I guess. Um, sure. And I think at the end of the day, it's really just. It's not even self-hatred more than it's just they want better for their children and they want better for their grandchildren than what they experienced as a darker Filipino, mm-hmm. as a darker Mexican, as a darker Cuban, whatever. It's an um, idea of helping you get better accepted. Better accepted. More yeah. accepted. Yeah, more accepted. Mm-hmm. And um, That's all. That's all it is. Yeah. And also, is the food going to be seasoned at the cookout? <laughs> exactly. That's what I need to know. Let me know. You. Well, you know what? I feel like that's a <laughs> I feel like that's a loaded question when uh, uh, you show no. You just don't. It depends where they was raised. That's, that's what I'm gonna say. Um, have you guys been that protesting? Is very true, actually. Yeah. You guys been like out? I yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, you can go. Oh, I I have not been able to. Yeah. Not just you guys know the situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I uh. When you had COVID for a second. We yeah. I did. Yeah. You did. Yeah. Oh my gosh. How did so, it feel? It was, Nothing. I mean, well, oh, oh, no, let me backtrack. I didn't. I felt mild symptoms. Yeah, you're asymptomatic. Very mild symptoms. I couldn't taste for a little while. <gasps> no, see, that's why I'm but, wearing. Uh, I'm not taking this mask off. Yeah, ever. but no, I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> but, you know, I'm that's trying right. to eat. Keep it. No, keep I it on. absolutely. Um, but I have not been protesting just for other. I mean, for for health concerns and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. but um, you know, I've. Are you signing petitions? Or you yeah, I've, I've, I've signed petitions. And and I was going to say, one thing that for me personally I could take as a positive, I guess, from all this is uh, being able to have a lot more conversation, open conversations, uncomfortable conversations with uh-huh. other, you know, I have a, a good friend of mine who we, for like three or four days, we would literally just have conversations upon conversations about everything. And we're, I love and, it. And we're not black. Yeah, you know, and it was that's what it should be. Yeah, and um, and so I've I've done that. I've had some really uncomfortable. I've had a couple uncomfortable conversations. Hey, with, I call that protesting. With uh, yeah, that's that's fighting. Yeah. you know uh, what I mean? Because you're fighting people's mindsets, no like yeah. you know, and that's a freaking oh, that's a war zone sometimes. Yeah, you know, especially uh, people you know. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, and like not and like risking friendships and things because I blocked a few people yeah, during this time. Shout out to my daily set. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Yeah, uh, I think when everything kind of fizzles down, and you know, if there's a situation where it's smart for me to be able to go yeah. out and be amongst everybody, then I will. Um, but it, but know. I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm glad that you feel. I'm just glad that people feel comfortable now just having these conversations in general because I don't think six months ago we could have mm. we, we would have been able to have them in such a way. Well, you know the idea yeah. of you know not seeing color right and yeah and mm. me growing up like you know on the east side of las vegas like with a lot of people that we all knew mm-hmm. like we were in different circles where they were interracial circles so like you're always own, I, I mean for me it was almost like i don't see color i just see like oh that's so that's uh, yep. crystal right that's, you know what i mean and but now it's like no see color mm-hmm. yes like see it amen and not and not in a way like we of, always have seen it we just didn't we thought it was progressive to be like, oh, yeah, exactly. We're, all, we're diverse. Yeah. We're diverse. I have friends I, of all colors. Yeah, but it, like you're saying, it's the opposite. No, to do that. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing that I've like, you know, like, tell me about exactly what's going on. Tell you me. Know? Tell me. So, have you been protesting? You said yes, you haven't, I have or been, you have? Okay. I have been to a couple protests. Um, I went to. Uh, one that Minister Stretch hosted on the west side. That's mm-hmm. the first one I went to. Okay. It was very peaceful. Of course, I don't have to say that because uh, they're always peaceful protests. Ninety-five percent. But made, you do have to. But I feel like you. Unfortunately, do have to, yeah. but yeah, yeah. you they're do made, because a lot of people have it up in their mind that mm-hmm. when there's a gathering of yeah. uh, black folks or ethnic folks, colored folks, whatever the fuck you want to call it, and then the news like portrays it a whole other way. Yeah. They'll look at it and say, you know, when the cops are out there starting shit and then it's no longer yep. peaceful protest. Now the protesters are violent. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yep. it, it was the cops that even that one was so peaceful that nothing. I mean, nothing even escalated. Like we yeah. weren't even we were we were really it was really a vigil that, that we had that, right. that day. And it was really empowering. And I felt really moved by the people there, by by the organization too like everybody was where this was this was over a month ago now and mm-hmm. everybody had a mm-hmm. mask on everybody mm-hmm. was staying socially distant it was like that was I'm, I'm, at I'm least here. a couple thousand people there it was a lot of people that's why i tell people don't watch the news watch the lives yeah and i'm like where is this yeah. on, where is this on the news yeah. but yeah. you better believe that i saw cops hiding in all the mm-hmm. buildings surrounding us intimidating us because mm-hmm. they wanted us to do something you know because yeah, then they yeah. they can say i feel threatened yeah mm-hmm. and i'm like and it and it was very conspicuous because we were over there by the andre agassi school oh, yeah. and there's like a community mm-hmm. center mm-hmm. Yeah. all of these are glass buildings mm-hmm. and you better believe none of the cops all the cops were surrounding us there was no cops the p- cops were parked outside of those those places but there was no cops but like standing there right like to protect the glass door (laughs) because they wanted us to break yeah you know what i mean exactly yeah so i'm like well that that realization yes 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 Yes. cinder blocks that realization was huge for me it was huge for me when i realized i'm like oh they infiltrate. I'm like, y'all can't get Larry yeah. over here. Yeah. Like, just get one guy to stand here. Yeah. Like, seriously. watch yeah. the school. Like, yeah. <laughs> what right. are you guys right. doing? Um, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but it, it, it really, um, and then I was in one downtown, which was not so, you know, it was typical, like what you see. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, 
like I said, I, I at the time I was taking care of my grandmother's house, so I didn't want to bring anything back. So right. I'm like, okay, this is getting mm-hmm. too. Yep. Sure. It's getting too much, so I gotta I yeah. gotta go. And then, but you know, that still was very powerful to see. And um, then I started thinking, like, okay, I have the privilege of being able to work from home. Mm-hmm. What can I do now to help? Uh, okay, I'm gonna donate to these bail funds. I'm gonna donate to these grassroots organizations. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start reading on things that I don't know too much about, um, and I'm gonna start having uncomfortable conversations with my family and friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was on the phone with my mom, you know, and she doesn't want to talk about it anymore because she's afraid of saying the wrong thing. So you sure. have to. I'm learning yeah. how to have those conversations. Yeah. Because it's so easy, honestly. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. Just sweep it. Yep. It's so nice. And so on that same topic, um, I realized that there's certain institutions in this town that are supposed to serve the community Mm -hmm. that have been doing a really bad job when it comes to representation and and upholding their mission statements and being Mm -hmm. about it. So I used to work, full disclosure, I used to work like seven years back in the day at the neon museum as an administrator oh. Oh. and over the years i've been getting complaints of from the old volunteers that i hired to the staff that i hired like oh my god like after you left like it sucks here you know like we're not being treated nicely this is being run like this isn't this is no longer being run like a museum it's being run like a like a tourist attraction mm. which i understand you got to yeah. make your money and sure. you know what since the neon museum since i left the neon museum has grown so much and it looks amazing and mm-hmm. they've done a really great job of restoring signs and it looks great i don't that's amazing but what i care about is like okay we're in a time now where uh things like racial inequity uh cannot be ignored if you are uh-huh. an institution that is in downtown Las Vegas, <laughs> part of a violent gentrification that nobody talks about because everybody loves Zappos and, and everything that's going on downtown, <laughs> that shit, yeah. when they came in and displaced all of those people living in all those motels and all those apartments yeah. to build their little fantasy, whatever is going on over there, they, that was a violent gentrification. And then the Neon Museum was part of that, too. And I was part of that. Mm. And so for them, not not even to write the words Black Lives Matter on their Instagram, a simple gesture, you know, that could have been like, yo, we stand with you guys. We're going to do all you have to do. We're going to do better. It's so small. We're going to try and do better. That's all you have to say. They didn't do that. And so I started I started doing little stories on my Instagram. Yeah, Bobby has been actively protesting Neon Museum and like sending petitioning and sending letters and emails i've, I've sent mine I sent and so mine. that's my that's my like white sure. woman privilege i know there how to do go. that that's because right i've been an administrator at museums all my life mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. i know i have those skills i'm gonna do this and so i got together with um a lot of anonymous constituents that's what i'll say <laughs> um and we drafted this letter we wrote an open letter we made it a petition oh i saw that yeah and and we have demands like this is what the museum these are actionable things that the museum can do right right now now. Mm -hmm. to make it a more diverse and better place for the community right now and they said no um they didn't say no actually i that in two days i had a meeting with the ceo that didn't go very well Okay. Um, but actually, the the letter came after the initial meeting with the CEO and a couple of board members. The next the next 
on, on Friday, I think it was July 3rd, I met with the chair of the board of trustees and he gets it. He understands like, oh my, thank you for bringing this to light. We're going to start working on it. So there's, wow. there's change. There happening. is hope. Is it good enough? Is it what we <laughs> asked for? No, I knew but that, but it's, there's still time yep. and yeah. I ain't going nowhere. Exactly. So, That's huge um, though. That's oh, huge. That. The board is meeting next, this Friday coming up. Um, I have a meeting with the president, I mean, with the chair of the board again tomorrow, probably to go over what they're going to talk about in their okay. meeting. Let's see what happens. That's awesome. Great. Right? Is That's... there anything we can be doing right now? Yes. You can go on my Instagram at Favi Fav, F-A-V-Y-F-A-V, and then go to my links and you can sign the petition. If you've worked there or had experiences, please share your experiences because in the end, we want this place we want this place to shine. We yeah. want it. We yeah. love it. We it looks so cool. We want it to be really like a place that we're proud of. Yeah. But when you're mm -hmm. when you're ignoring, and this is the thing too. Oh my God. It's the same Black History bullshit you always see. It's like okay, girl, we know about Harriet Tubman. Right. We know about the cotton. Like like they literally go from Harriet. <laughs> To like Martin Luther. Yeah, they're like Malcolm X. Yeah, Mar yeah, Malcolm, Malcolm X. Right. Yeah, they were there. They were yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Right? But it's like they always, and that's the thing that I also stressed to them. I was like, okay, Paul Revere Williams, the first African American to be part of the American Institute of Architects, he built their lobby. Awesome. They feature that. And then there was also the Moulin Rouge, which was the first integrated casino Ooh. in Las Vegas mm -hmm. back in 1955. Yeah. They highlight that all the time. That's not the only black history in Las Vegas. Oh, my God. Let's, so much. There's That's not the only black history. So much. There's so many signs in there with so much history behind sure. them. Mm. Let's talk about those. Like, yeah. why isn't why aren't those stories being told? Why isn't that? Why is why? Why isn't that being interpreted? Well, if there's no black people that work for your company, exactly. they're not going to bring it up at the next team meeting. Sure. You that's know? what it is. That's really what it is. Um, anyway. So, oh, but yeah, Bobby, yeah, sorry. you can go on my links yeah, at Bobby Fav and oh. and and sign the petition on there. That's what I, I already said. Yes. that, right? Okay. And Bobby has his own. Um, he has two podcasts, so you can find him at. Is it the Art People or just Art People? Art People, people Pod. Art People Podcast, and then the other one is Latins Who Lunch. Latinos Who Lunch. Latinos Who Lunch. It's all on my Latinos Instagram. Who yes. Yes. I like yes. that. And then it's Barney, like tell us where we can find you, Barney. You can find me uh, on IG Shigatone Music. Um, playing yeah every day getting you know getting good getting there i got some riffs for you <laughs> I, got some, I got some prince riffs now <laughs> um guys that's our show oh my god it goes by so oh, fast oh man oh damn i went on a monologue there sorry no i love <laughs> no, it no oh my god no this <laughs> is this is why this is what we do this for uh, um we will be back next week i would say we're gonna talk I, just be here okay <laughs> things change things happen i can't i don't want to i don't want to pretend like whatever okay we love you guys <laughs> thank you and we'll see you next week bye bye y'all bye, bye.